go. Welcome to the F&B podcast. This is Sahith. And this is Arya. Today, we'll be discussing how science can determine morals and values. We will be addressing the common claim that many religious thinkers exclaim. If you don't believe in God, then how are you moral? And where does your morality come from? So this is a very common claim um, that many religious people propose to non, uh, non-religious people. And there are many uh, ways to combat this. But basically what we're going to break down in this episode is that you can determine morals and values based on science. So it is often thought that science cannot um, distinct is about facts and you cannot. And then uh, moral moral or morality is based on values most of the time and that you can't use science to get from to the facts from values because people think that facts and values are they belong to different spheres. But if you actually look at it, values are just a certain type of fact. They're, they're a fact about well-being of creatures. And you can, you can think about this because you can ask yourself, why do humans or why do we not care or feel compa- compassionate about um, chairs or, in a, or rocks or couches or anything that is not living? And why? And that's, that's partly because, and that's actually, it's all because th- those things, they don't suffer like human creatures. But still, why don't we care? Why do we care more about humans than insects? And the, re- the answer to this is because humans are exposed to a greater range of suffering. Um, so, and that's, that's actually, if, that's actually a factual claim because humans do experience a greater range of uh, suffering than insects or even other um, animals and living creatures, such as bacteria, if you want to go to the, the most minimum level. And so basically facts can be reduced, uh, values can be reduced to facts. And the facts are in essence, just about conscious experience. And as I stated, humans have more conscious experience or have a wider range of conscious experience than other animals such as insects. And there is no version of human morality uh, that is reducible that is not reducible to conscious experience. Even if you're a religious person worried about that makes your moral basis based on the um, based on heaven and hell, because that ultimately reduces to human conscious or conscious experience because in hell you're going to, you can imagine the most um, brutal place of suffering and torture. And that ultimately comes on to the conscious experience because yeah, go ahead. I have, I have a question for you. So, Do you think a religion like Buddhism, where they do have more of this conscious um, awareness because they believe like everything is equal, like they're afraid to even like 
kill worms and ants when planting something, for example. Do you think a religion like that is more more to the end of the spectrum of believing that like science can have morals as well than like say like Christianity? I think in some sense, yes, but uh, I also don't think it's necessarily necessary for um, for you to, to for you to treat an insect or like Jane's, for example, for you to treat an insect or an ant with the same moral and compassion, more moral perspective and compassion as you do with humans, because it, again, they don't have the same range of suffering as humans do. So that kind of answers your question. Yeah. And Buddhism, the original, the most pure form of Buddhism is less of a religion, more of just a practice of meditation. And mm-hmm. it's more of a philosophy. But then obviously now you have different sects of, uh, sects of Buddhism. Um, and that, that's a different story. But sticking to what I was talking about is that value is, it, values can be reducible to facts about conscious experience. and if we, if we can, so let's say you can imagine basically hell, where you su- a world where it's endless, where there's so much suffering, whether it be physical or mental. Although it all comes back to the consciousness, because it's all rooted in consciousness. But so imagine that world, and then imagine the best possible world where, where it's all about happiness. You, your family, everybody in the world is happy. We can create moral a moral line i guess or a moral uh i guess you can even say graph but let's say line from that bad world to the good world uh and we can say why don't we do everything we can why can't we do everything possible to get from that bad world to the good world and even if we're somewhere in the middle not on the extremes we can still work to get to the better world so that's basically how you can use science to determine uh, human uh, values and morality. So that's my basic claim. So Ari, do you agree? And do you have any questions? So far, I'm following you. I agree with what you said mostly. Basically everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, it's all about the well-being of human beings. If you can increase the well-being of yourself and of um the people around you then you are ultimately leading to that better um uh life that better um place which i described and we can also go the other way you can go from the good to the bad and that would you can say that would be immoral doing that stuff would be immoral so basically you can ground morality in the basis of the well-being of humans basically so do you think that's a, so is that valid to you? Yeah. And I think that's interesting because like, I think in our like first episode, when we did like um, significance of science, we talked a little bit how like um, religion can um, create conflicts and create war. And mm-hmm. so this means that in a way religion can um, worsen like the human like state. So based mm-hmm. like based on that 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 basically is saying that it, in a way religion what is known to like increase morality can actually hurt morality because like you said in a society where everyone is upbringing each other um regardless of 
religion and stuff, you can still, the morality is much better. But Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that like religion, which was created to like boost morality, like is causing conflicts, which like reduces morality, which which goes against the argument of like the religious thinkers. So I just found that interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's also important to note that I don't think the more, I don't think science can answer every moral question at the moment. I think more study in like neuroscience, psychology, and things about the brain, because ultimately all this comes down to the brain, the consciousness going, um, that takes place in your brain. The center of all of this is the most fundamental part. And more, the more we know about that and the more we knowledge we gain through science about whether it's neuroscience, like I said, or psychology, the more we can we'll know about morality and the well-being how to increase the well-being of of um people and creatures so do you have any questions are like you think that there might be like problems or like holes and like you can give like a hypothetical like problem or something okay so if there's like a, a society where like um <clears throat> Like, let's say it's like really bad in a bad state. Like, the morality is like in an all time low. And, like, in this society, religion has never been introduced, like, ever. Do you think the introduction of one religion will increase the morality? Like, so do you think, in, like, introducing religion to a society can boost the morality, even though, uh, as of right now, it causes more tensions than peace, I think? Well, yeah, we've seen it historically as well with Christianity almost because there was tension between the Jewish people. They didn't really know what was going on. And then it was also during the decline of the Roman uh, Empire when Christianity rose and brought the people together. But again, that ultimately led, even though it was brought the people together, it ultimately led to the Dark Ages of Europe where they regressed in every intellectual sphere of thinking. and they everything was about religion and the Pope and et cetera. But I do think in some sense, it depends on the religion. Like, do you have like, like what, okay, I guess. So it depends on the religion, but I, I think momentarily, yes, but then it's also dangerous that people uh, fixate on religion. But the thing is religion is not, it's not a fact. It's not a known truth. And I think the truth is ultimately better uh even if the truth is um not what would you say not it makes people feel like worse. Comforting. yeah uncomfortable <laughs> uncomfortable uncomfortable for them it, it's still in the long term i believe better and you lose nothing by knowing the truth whereas if you just create some story Let's say people are going through the hardest time of their life and you come and say, well, if you just look up into the sky and just stare and uh, murmur some words for like five minutes every day, then after you die, even if you're the rest of your life on earth is miserable, then you'll go to an eternal heaven. I think knowing that, that obviously I cannot say if that's actually true or not, because it cannot be disproven, but nor can it be proven by any means. But I think just sticking with the truth that you know and trusting science 
is ultimately better than that. And th- basically what I've described is every religion that you can name with probably the exception of Buddhism as a philosophy. But as I said, there are many sects of that that have now transitioned more into that perspective of life. But I do think that just sticking with the truth and facts and science will lead you to a much better um, life overall. And actually, this leads me to a little bit of an off-topic question for you, but so, so obviously you agree with, first off, you obviously agree with me that um, the truth is ultimately better, right? Yeah. Even if it's not comforting to the people. Mm-hmm. So if a lie, if a lie, which is obviously not the truth, and it's, it's good for the, uh, I guess we kind of already answered this, but if lies are wrong, what about a white lie? And for those of you who don't know what a white lie, Arya can explain what it is. A white lie is basically like a, a small little lie that doesn't really impact much in the short run. And sometimes it's used to just avoid conflict. So, well, white lie meaning like white lie meaning between two people or white lie meaning like one, like one, like mom, one person with lots of influence is telling the white lie to in like an entire society. Do both. Okay, and so you want me to give you like an example? Or yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So let's say it's from person to person. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, let's say if you think of an example, go ahead and say. I'm just trying to think of one. So, like, um, this is a pretty big one, but let's say a father's going away for. Um, okay, let's just use the uh, religious example, even though it's kind of weird. But let's say uh, you have a, let's say, eight-year-old kid or seven, whatever, something somewhere in that range of age, and their grandmother or grandfather passes away, mm-hmm. and then their parents tell them it's fi- it's okay, she passed away, but she's in a better world right uh, now in heaven. Let's say. Would you agree with that? And then I'll give you different examples. But would you think that that white lie, assuming that that's not true, is beneficial or is is fine? Well, for like the child's emotional state, then it's fine. It's like good, actually, because like, obviously, it's easier for them to take that than realizing their grandparents died. But I feel like telling someone that. And gone forever. And gone forever. Yeah. And then I feel like um, telling someone that, and then, as you said, in like in this scenario, wait, in in this scenario, has like religion been completely disproven, or no? It's just how it is today. Like no, just how it is today. Oh. In the real, but, but yeah, but then so I think this will also lead to like the child clinging on to this heaven idea because now they can't mm-hmm. really let go of it. So if that, I don't know if that's beneficial or not for them because that some people who follow religion, that's good for them, but like. Others, it's, I don't know, it's, it's not beneficial because they, they, they are ignorant. They refuse to like believe anything else, but emotionally, I think it's fine to tell a white lie like that, but. But do you think long-term it would be fine? See, that's where, what what if you just say she's gone? Then I think the child, like in the short term, obviously it's going to hurt, but in the long term Mm -hmm. it's good because like he'll learn, he'll realize and he has to, he has to like deal with that sort of thing. 
And like, there's no sweet way out of things in life. And it sometimes stuff just happens. So I feel like actually in the, okay. So in the short term, telling the white lie would be better for the child emotionally in the long run, it may affect them because they'll be clinging on to this idea of an afterlife and they won't be able to deal with anything without that comforting them. Mm-hmm. But, but, and then, but telling them the cold truth, they're gone forever. They're dead to the child in the long run will obviously hurt, but in the, lo- or, I mean, in the short run, it'll hurt, but in the long run, it'll be better for them because it'll like uh, help them like strengthen their mind and it'll help them like learn reality, like how it really is. Mm-hmm. And what about if it was a dog that died, their dog that died? I think it's the same thing because like. You think, what if it was a pet bird? Bird, I feel like then you could just like kind of just say. It depends on how much you of it. See how happened. it's all different, like depending yeah, on the Yeah, but thing like that- <laughs> if the child has a the same amount of attachment to as a to from that he had to his like grandparent to the dog to the bird, then telling him that it's gone forever will hurt him the same way that it'll hurt if his grandma's gone forever, his dog's gone forever, the bird's gone forever. But like if he, if he has like a fish that he doesn't really care about, then you can kind of just like either way, if you tell me what the fish went to heaven or the fish is gone forever, I don't think the child will really care that much. Hmm. So yeah, okay. I guess, yeah, it depends on the child's attachment to the thing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, let me try to think of another example. Okay. So. Wait, first, what would you, do you have an answer to that question, your own question? Basically, exactly what you said. Okay. okay. Long term, it's better to the, the truth, but, uh, and I think that applies to the same, you would agree that that applies also to the whole, uh, uh, if, if a single person was talking to like a nation, right? Then I think actually like, a white lie would never be appropriate. Why is that? Because if it's like you're tell- telling this lie to a whole nation and there's definitely going to be at least one person that's going to discover the truth. And like, if they realize that their leader, whoever has been lying to them, that can create like more havoc than if the leader was just straight with them. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like with a kid, like how will they, how will they know? But as they grow up, they may yeah. change their belief and stuff. Yeah. But okay. that's a Yeah. So I have another example. What if um, you're a child and you're, uh, you're, you wake up in the morning, you come down for breakfast, it's a weekend, and your father or mother both ask you, uh, did you brush your teeth? And you did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you say, yes, I did. What, what about that kind of, like the, the most small, <laughs> stupid lie like that? Like, what about one like that? <laughs> First of all, that's disgusting. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like uh that obviously that actually like this scenario it was like it's like bad to tell that white lie because if the child ends up getting away horrible with it, <laughs> yeah then it'll it'll first of all it's disgusting and second of all that this might become like a habit because the child like realizes he can deceive his parents and like it'll it'll make him have horrible like hygiene <laughs> so, i think in this specific example it's not good at all i, I there's like very few Actually, let me ask you this. Name one example where a light lie, white lie would be beneficial short-term and long-term, if you can think of one. I don't have a specific example, but maybe like a lie that could never be figured out by the person, like ever. So, I don't so know like what... heaven, like heaven. 
Well, yeah, but that heaven is kind of a hard one because like then, then the person it can never be proven. Heaven. I mean, for now it can't be proven not true. Yeah. But like for the heaven example, like then the person who like, they become like dependent on heaven and like clingy on it. So that might be like unhealthy, but yeah, to some extent that might be the best way to tell white lie because like most people like are able to practice religion and have these ideas of heaven and stuff in uh in like moderation and it's not like extreme so i don't know there's not many examples of where you can tell white lie that's fine for but i guess your thing about um if you're able to tell if the lie is if the lie can never be proven a lie then the brushing teeth example still holds no, because like, couldn't the parents like eventually? Okay, on technical kid? terms, yes. But if they trust their kid to tell the truth, then they'll never know. <laughs> they see the kids like deep deteriorating, <laughs> like you know, horrible. Or at the dentist, gonna like, kick him out. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I mean like never able to be told, I mean like in any form, like on any level, it can never be revealed. So yeah, the like the religion, like heaven thing, like you could like, there's no way to tell. So. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like that, like that, like um, mysterious, I guess. There's, there's no, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the kids, like teeth, you could definitely just see rotting. I mean, it's, But what if it's just once? Like, okay, every other time he, does, he brushes his teeth, but this time he, he but, just But what's the reason for him to lie that one time, though? He's too late. He doesn't want to get in trouble for not brushing his teeth. He's that, please. <laughs> You can't just pull back upstairs and brush. But uh, I think if it's just one time, I mean, it's still disgusting, obviously. No, but. <laughs> and it can also build the habit. I still, I still don't think that it's good because, like, okay, fine. He got away once and he brushes his teeth every other time, but he realizes he can, like, deceive his parents. Yeah, exactly. I think he'll still lie about other things. Maybe not brushing his teeth. Maybe he'll lie about, like, like changing his clothes then taking a shower then walking the dog then doing his homework and then like goes all the way to like lying about not taking drugs and stuff maybe it won't get that extreme but you never want to take the chance mm-hmm. now i'm gonna ask you a question have you ever okay. told your parents a white lie like that like like what the brushing teeth stuff maybe not exactly like brushing teeth but something similar like not not even similar. i mean just like Something like something like that, like some any sort of white lie. Like maybe you said like you like, for like some stupid thing, like that. yeah, or anything like anything serious. I don't know. Like maybe like you failed a test, but you told your parents you did good, or something like that. Like yeah, I don't think like so. life changing. Not that I can recall. <laughs> what about you? No, I, I don't think I can remember anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. Know. It's like hard to tell what is acceptable and what's not. Mm-hmm. So, you, do you have any um, example that would contradict or, or um, yeah, contradict what my um, how I laid out morality? So, like, where everything is equal. No, where you can like where you have the you work your way to the better world that we can imagine based on the well-being of the people.
I don't think I can think. I think I agreed with you that on that. So I don't think I can think for anything. Let me ask you a question that kind of that, that that's tough for that perspective of morality. So what about something like um, an example like slavery? So imagine a society where um, there's slaves and then slave owners. The slave owners are living very happily, yeah. living happy lives, beautiful mm. lives, mm. and the slave the slaves themselves. Mm. are owning they're they're living okay life they're they're not happy but they're not they're not uh, i mean some of them may be totally like they hate it but some okay let's say actually all of them hate it Mm -hmm. which is probably the most reasonable (laughs) and then the slave owners are uh um living their greatest most happiest lives Mm -hmm. what do you do in that circumstance because do you take because one person is living the greatest life and the other person is living that horrible life. Mm, well, are you talking about like in America? So basically, no, no, just any society. So basically, how can you use what moral truth says slavery is wrong? How can you use science to get away from the slavery? Wait, get, get, what moral truth says that slavery is wrong? Basically, yeah. how can you or how can you use science? to get to say that slavery is wrong well uh, i know religiously like they say don't i don't know what (laughs) well religiously in the bible they they say slaves should uh they say slaves should what respect their owners and that kind of stuff but so scientifically prove slavery wrong well like i feel like you should like i don't measure that if if okay if the slaves are like stupid or in some way like like they're literally inferior like not because of their skin like they're literally inferior like like if, how like if if you take a baby slave and like a baby like a slave owner's baby and like put them to the same lifestyle after 10 years and like measure their capabilities after 10 years and the slave baby is like significantly dumber then <laughs> but that that's just that can just be bad genetics <laughs> okay if you like have a clone basically <laughs> <laughs> and like that doesn't add up to okay if, if <laughs> what if you take okay let's take the american thing if you, actually never that wouldn't work but okay yeah, go ahead what were you saying what if you have like uh like two twins that are both like uh um so basically they're saying like one twi- intellectually okay. two, two twins, two twins, just two twins. It doesn't matter if they're descendants of the slave or of the white, just two twins of like a, a mixed, like, okay. If like a slave and a regular person were to have us twins, like those two twins, you take those two twins and like you let the slaves like establish like an institution to teach and stuff. And you, and you send one there and you send the other twin to like an institution run by like, the, the the colonizers or whoever's owning the slaves and after like not 10 like maybe like 25 years you test their capabilities like athletically mentally like all that and like the one that was rate like went to the slave institution like the one run by slaves is like just that much stupider then you can probably say the slaves are inferior because okay, okay. I, I think this is completely <laughs> completely screwed there's so many things wrong with your example okay one the most basic thing. What if the guy who does worse has bad genes? One. Two. No, they're twins. They're twins. Identical twins. Okay, fi- okay fine. Okay, I de- okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, fine. Forget that for one, one moment. Okay. So, 
Okay, so, okay, what if the, just the pure materials that the slaves are given are way worse than the ones the slave owners? No, if the slaves are given, like, fun, like, not, okay, if the slaves are given, like, funding and all that to open an institution. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay, fine, okay, fine. <laughs> I don't mean, like, but, but that also intends that if people are stupider, whether academically, athletically, or just overall intellectually, mm-hmm. then they have the right to just be slaves. I didn't say that's basically what you said. I know I'm saying they're inferior. That would and if they're inferior by that, and I said the slave, the one that goes to slave institution has to be that much dumber, like really, like much worse. If it's even though they're both humans, I'm not saying slavery is right. I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, what you're trying, you're kind of justifying slavery morally in a certain very small situation (laughs) i'm not justifying i'm just saying i'm not justifying that the inferior person has to go work in the field i'm just saying that they are inferior wouldn't you agree okay i mean inferior inferior just has a horrible connotation yeah (laughs) if someone is slower than okay if someone is in worship or retard is okay (laughs) a mentally slow um person is in call inferior and like <laughs> no i mean what if they're better like athletically or something what if they're just better looking that no, are they they're not, no I, okay i'm just, you have okay yeah, yeah, okay let's take let's take two dan and victor you have dan and victor okay dan dan is like handsome smart athletics like he he's like good at everything Victor, on the other hand, fat, useless, lazy, short, not good looking, doesn't have a good person. Wouldn't you say Victor is inferior? Actually, let's take out the good looking stuff because that, that you can't really control yeah, that. Okay, let's just say purely that. intellectually or at, yeah. No, it's like everything that's not subjective, like measurable. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Victor's worse than Dan in every single category, wouldn't you say Victor is inferior to Dan? If Victor's dumber. Intellectually, yes, but he still has the same rights as Dan. No, I'm not human. talking about rights. <laughs> okay, and you're just talking about, okay, yeah, see, yeah. inferior, right? Yeah, so then back then, like, or in a society where slavery is legal, like, that could be a justification. I'm not saying I justify it. I'm just saying if someone is. How could it be a justification? That's still, they still have, you said themselves, do they have the same rights, even if one is intellectually inferior than the other? Not until just in every way inferior. How can you know what? What do you mean every way? It can all, you can only be intellectually inferior. No, you can be physically inferior. Like if you conduct like physical tests. Okay, physically and intellectually. What else? Yeah, How that's else? it. That's it. But do they still ha- do they still hold the same? Yeah, they have. Well, I don't know what kind of society are you talking about. Like, no, you're the one who said if they're if you're able to distinguish those two people then slavery may be justified, right? In that, that society correct? where there's yeah, like, is that not correct? the U.S. If it's yeah, the not U.S. The US then... Just in some fictional society. Yeah. Why is it justifiable? What are, I don't know what their rights is. In the U.S. it's like hypocrisy because they said every man is created equal, but like in the constitution, but like in that society. Yeah, why is it? I don't know. If they say that every man is created equal and that, that then yeah, it's not justified. But is it justified in any society that is it just no. is it is it is it a fact 
let me put it this way, universally, no matter the society, mm-hmm. that no matter the intellectual or physical ability of a human being, they all have the same rights. Yeah, that's a fact. Basic rights, human ba- basic that's human rights. Yeah, that's a fact. Wait. So yeah, if that's a fact, then how can you say that it's justifiable? <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm, okay, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying if someone is worse and like physically and mentally, then they're inferior. I'm not saying they okay. don't deserve That's right. it. That's it. There, there yeah, is okay. then in no, but in no society then is it justifiable for slavery? Yeah, no society. No. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> but still back to the question, how can <laughs> science say that slavery is not? I basically answer my own question. But why is it that it's a fact that slave that no human being or uh, that all humans have the same right? Why is it a fact? Yeah. Because like when you look at it like an evolutionary standpoint, everyone's the same. Okay. No one's like that much more further evolved that they're like that they deserve more rights. That they're a supreme being. So let me ask you this. Do you think that it is right to morally right to uh, hold the humans in a zoo like we do animals. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? Because if you hold them in a zoo, you're basically like that's you're basically taking away their basic rights of like freedom and all that. And if we've established yeah. that, like no matter how stupid or inferior you are, you deserve universal rights and that's like an infringement on your rights mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you you think we should have human zoos <laughs> no no no, I don't. no 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 i agree with you completely on that one okay this is a little off topic not talking about humans but what Wait, about no, no. animals no um, go sorry. ahead go ahead so you believe that do you believe that like owning slaves is morally wrong correct yeah, of course. Like, no matter the circumstances in a society. No matter the circumstances, yeah. So, so I know that you're an avid George Washington um, supporter, so why do you believe that it was moral for George Washington? I don't hold? think it was moral. But but why do you think it's justifiable? It's not justifiable either. It's not justifiable. I never said it was justifiable. <laughs> okay. You can ask your question. Okay. Um, okay. So, so di- about animals. Do animal? Why is it okay then to hold animals such as chimpanzees in a zoo? From an evolutionary standpoint, they're less advanced than us, and they're not humans, basically. Yeah. So I why- still don't think it's okay to like hold them. And I think the only zoos that are like fine is where they're like rehabbing hurt animals and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like fine to go out and capture wild animals and put them in zoos. But yeah, that's that's what I like. Okay. What about you? You think it's? I fine? I actually agree with you on that one as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think it's fine to like have zoos where they like rehab the animals? Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. Just helping them in general, not just yeah. taking some perfectly well-off chimpanzee so, and just holding them in. So, um, based on that, what what's your opinion on? Uh, this is going really off topic, but like, what's your opinion on like Sea World? Like where uh, they like? What do you mean? Like Sea World is like a aquatic park where they like yeah hold like the main thing is they hold like these orcas in these tanks and make them do tricks. 
and like the orcas have to stay they, they're not even in for they're just wild orcas and they like capture them and they make them do tricks and like the the um, okay, well, let me put it this way. If the zoo is truly giving them a better um, environment mm-hmm. than they would have in the wild, mm-hmm. then yeah, fine. But if they're not giving them a better, if, it, if it's overall decreasing the, so the, the well-being of the animal, then no. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the. Yeah, no, the tank that they, the stuff. tank that they keep the orcas is in, is like two football fields long and two football fields wide. And the orcas just so it's in better cold. condition. They're no, it's horrible. So it's hor- okay. Then I don't. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just... So they're worse off in the sea world. Yeah, definitely. And it's not even like injured orcas. It's like fine orca, baby orcas. They just capture. Okay, but let me ask you this then: What about like when rats are used in experiments? I, I think that's like inhumane. Then, but, but half the scientific discoveries. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Like, but until you can find an alternative, like, there's no other way to get by it. Mm-hmm. Because rats react so similar, similarly to us, and like, like you said, I'm pretty sure they. Actually, although there's been like findings that this is false, but like there's been findings that like show that rats like experience a pretty similar range of emotions to humans but it's still definitely less than any other animal that's so closely connected to us like genetically so Mm -hmm. so i don't think there's any other way to like escape the testing and all that but if we go by what we're saying what about an insect an ant why is it okay to do you think it's okay to stop on an ant ant that's crawling on your body or kill an ant that's crawling on your body. <laughs> uh, I mean, just just out of just to do it. No, definitely not. But like, if you just like if you're trying to sweep them off and you use too much force and something like they accident. I don't think it's. I mean, okay, it's an ant. Like, so on. you're basically a genius. Like, wait, wait, go, go on, go on. You're saying it's basically, it's an ant, so. Okay, wait, do you, would, if you saw an ant, like, crawling on your food, you would delicately pick it up and put it back in its ant hole. No, no, I'm saying it. I wouldn't. I'm saying I wouldn't. I'd just kill it, probably. Yeah, I would just kill it. It's an <laughs> ant. I mean. Go. So, so why is it that an ant, uh, why is it that that's less, this is kind of going into animal rights, but why is it that an ant has less? Why is it okay to kill an ant, not um, uh, another human? Well, based on our like definition, it's like way less evolutionarily. It's like way down the chain of evolution, so it's like far from being equal to us, and like they don't experience the same amount of emotions and all that as us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly because the their range of suffering and emotion is way less than that of a human i have a question so this might like this might like go against our uh our definition of why we have sympathy for certain things based on the evolution so if you're just in a like a room and you have just like a stranger and you just have like this random like puppy not even puppy just dog and you're given like a like a shotgun which one? Which one are you gonna like? You can only kill one of these things to escape the. I room. don't have to kill. Oh, to escape. I would, I would, I would. <laughs> which one would you? Which one would you kill? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going somewhere with this. So just give me your answer. Which one would you kill? 
the, the random human or the random dog to get out of what's the point what, what, to, what get, to escape the room to escape the room there's no other possible way no the door gets unlocked when you kill one of them it has to be the dog but again this is the most random situation it'll <laughs> never happen but okay yeah the dog you would kill the dog mm-hmm. would you hesitate a lot if I knew that I could, that's the only way to get out, then no. You would you would kill the dog? Are you serious? Well, what are you going to do? Sit in the room for the rest of your life till you rot and die? I would shoot the human. Are you being serious? I'm being serious. Okay, why? Okay, first of, first of all, like, this, this, is, this is where I go, like, I don't even go with my reasoning because, like, like what you said would be, like, a, is, like, supports our reasoning that you would just something inferior to us is like it's inferior because it's not evolution i would like i don't know i would kill the human because like <laughs> why go on <laughs> wait let me think about this so give your reasoning for why you would kill the dog you, you, I'll it's the same as always it, it's okay there's two it ha, we human the human has a, a larger range of um experience Okay. To a dog, um, really uh, similar. Really? Yeah. Maybe the human won't. But the only thing I can think of is like the dog won't like start getting anxiety when they see you holding like a shotgun. But like pain wise and all that, they'll feel the same thing and like betrayal and all that. So you think a dog has the same emotional compa- capacity as a human? When it comes intellectual to capacity. When it comes to you shooting them, yeah, they'll know what's happening. Like they'll feel the same amount of pain. No, but later on in their life. Wait, so you think that the human... What about a rat? What if you just replace the dog with a rat? You're going to shoot the human over there. Why? Why? killing the rat, huh? Because a rat, like, has, like, way less, like, emotional range than a human. But the dog... What if there's a chimpanzee and a guy, uh, a human? I'm killing the human. No, I'm I'm killing the chimp. Actually, yeah, you're right. See, that makes no sense. It doesn't add up with your dog. Okay, I think that was a biased question because, like, we both, I own a dog, like, you own a dog. So, like, there might be some connection. Hold up. Mm. But you have a sister and two um, (laughs) parents. It makes, that doesn't, again, it doesn't correlate. No, but I feel like you can have more of a connection with the random dog than you can with the random human. Really? Okay, really? Come on. Come on. You get, the dog can't even speak? To oh, you. Sure. Okay, so, let me give you another example. You're locked in a room with, like, a random human and a random dog. Which one are you going to be friendly to first? Like, which one do you think will warm up to you first? No, no guns involved. You're just in a room. <laughs> which one well, do you well, think? Well, the dog gonna... first, but it's... it's <laughs> exactly. No, no, first, but it's, again, it's limited. At a certain point, it gets limited and cut off. And then if you, if you, over a longer period of time, it's going to be the human because you guys share more experiences, share more genetics with the human on the most basic level. And again, you, you're going to be able to talk about things, converse on things and feel this more or less the, your emotions are more similar to the human. Yeah, than but it couldn't it also go the opposite? It couldn't he just bully you? Okay, but if couldn't the dog the case, be an aggressive dog? Couldn't the dog random person? Well, couldn't the dog be some wild dog and just bite you? It, you can keep making up exceptions. Yeah, but the dog is going to eventually like learn compassion. No. Yeah. 
you think a dog has more ability to learn compassion than a human being? Yeah, in some cases, yeah. Some cases? What do you mean some cases? Most cases, most cases. What do you what are the exception what are the exceptions? If you okay, if you're hurt and like laying down like about to like to, like pass out in a random room with a random human and like a dog and and they open the door for the human and the dog to run out, <clears throat> do you think the human is gonna stay and like check on you? The dog is gonna like wag its tail and come over to you and no, like, no. Yeah, I'm not saying all humans are gonna come to you. Yeah, but, but and also, the majority are going to, and I don't think any wild dog he'll just sniff you for five seconds, especially if you don't know the dog. He'll sniff you for five seconds and just leave the room. Wait, what was my question? Even <laughs> the original one? Yeah. Oh, you I'll said you were going with it. You yeah, you said you were going somewhere with it. Yeah, so I was. I thought just you were scrap gonna... all what we talked about, but go on. I thought you were yeah. going to say the dog. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say you're going to shoot the humans. So then I'll say why. No, no like, I, I you ended up doing that to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and also on another level, not just the emotional experience, but on the most basic, like animal instincts level. And I don't think this is the way to think about it, but if it's an it's a justification, I guess. Um is the human is part of the human species. So in some sense you're prolonging your species. Okay, that's the stretch, I think, because, like, one person, but, okay, never mind, this went nowhere, you basically, like, I, I fell victim to my own scenario. Yeah, it was a stupid scenario to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically... It's about the range of experience and how you can... Actually, let me ask you this question. Based on our definition of morality and how, how it works and what's moral and what's not, um, you have a person you really hate because they did something horrible. Let's say they killed a family member of yours. Mm-hmm. What is stopping you from... Why is it... Why is it more according to our definition? Why is it morally wrong to to kill the to to kill the guy who did that? Because they're st- still technically equal to us. Because like they're not ap- inferior anyway. In any way, maybe. What? How are they? <laughs> How are they? <laughs> they may be inferior to you intellectually, physically. Yeah, but they're not evolutionary inferior. Okay, but. How does it increase the well-being? Wouldn't it make you increase your well-being by getting out that resentment of killing the guy? Yeah, but then it would lower someone else's well-being who maybe had a connection to that person, and it would just be a long cycle. Okay, so that's my question. When you consider our definition and Mm well-being, is it individual or in a group sense for all of humans? I think every individual has it, and then it leads to a group. I think it starts as individual, and then eventually it leads to a group. Group's well-being, like if every. So if you do something that is greater for it, increases your well-being exponentially, but mm-hmm. decreases, and this almost comes back to the slavery one, but decrease, um, but decreases another person's or many persons' well-being, mm-hmm. um, uh, ex- exponentially, but decreases it, mm-hmm. then. Which which do you go with? 
probably go with increasing groups because that would probably help in the long run. Okay. And let me ask you this. Why is it that you, if you, um, why is it that if you have a child and he has some, he, 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 um, uh, he needs some kind of eye replacement because he's blind in both eyes. Uh, but there's another child out there who you know, mm-hmm. or at least you see on the street, who also needs an eye replacement. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you go with your child and not the, the other guy? Because you have a connection with them. Same same thing like, goes back to the, the dog and Dan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, have a, you have a stronger connection with the, the dog is your child. Dan is just a random hobo on the street. So the question is, is it morally right to do so? To do Probably not. To, well, really, it's so it's so it's not morally right to go to help your son and not to help the other guy. How morally, do you choose morally, morally? How do you right, choose between the two? Morally right for the group, like humanity, or morally right just for you? Well, no. If we go, well, back, is it? But because moral should. To, if we go back to the example, then it's equal to get either one because you're still you're still. Uh, who at whichever child you choose, you're still giving one and one one vision, and you're uh, you're uh, declining the other vision. So, and it doesn't matter which one you help. In the long run, the group's well-being is still the same. But why is it that we always hundred percent go with the child, your own child? Because you have a strong. I know it's not moral technically, but you have a way stronger connection. So, if it's not moral, then why do it? It's killing. It's killing Dan moral. No. So okay, if it's okay, then what? Just kill myself? Is that the solution? <laughs> <laughs> so what? <laughs> okay, I no, guess I see what you're saying. So, so it's a moral in the situation. It's the most moral thing. To do. No, it's not even moral. It it doesn't matter. It's it it's equally as moral to help your child or to help the homeless guy. Really? Yeah. Even though you're never going to see the homeless guy again in your life, but you see your child suffer every day. Moral meaning, moral, I thought we said, is the group's well-being. No, moral is what's right and wrong. And then what? how do you decide what's right and wrong? There is no using right. the well-being spectrum. There is no right and wrong in that situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you don't think there is one? There is no right and wrong yet. Okay. Let well, Let me also ask you this, a little different. But do you think humans and animals, in the same sense, are born with a certain morality? Hold on. So yeah, do you think that people are born with with a certain morality, and animals in that same sense? So do you think like morals are implanted at birth, like genetically? Not, I guess you can say implanted, but yeah, you have babies have a, they have certain morals. They're born with a certain morals. They don't have to be taught certain things. Mm. They're just born with it. No, really, I think it's all. Um, that's like nature Cultural versus and nature. environment. Yeah, that's, so you yeah, think, so like, 
I think it's all nurture because and nurture, not even meaning your parents. I think just like society and like what the kids watch and like the environment they're in, where they go to school and all that. So why is it that actually this is, why is it that, um, uh, wild chimpanzees don't kill people of their same family? <laughs> are they taught that it's wrong to kill their family members? Yeah, That's basically probably. what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> really, they're taught it. Yes. How the hell? Okay, what about a rat? What if? Uh, why don't rat? Why don't? Do, why don't any animal? No. Why don't ants no, 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 kill no. each other? Okay, that's like that's just like most of that's just like instincts because those are pack animals. That's not really a moral. That's just like survival for them. For humans, so it comes down to survival instinct. You don't think humans have the natural survival instinct? What to like learn to not kill your like? Okay, let's say you grow up. Just forget society, culture for a second. Let's say you grow up in a in a household, but you're not taught any moral, no morals at all whatsoever. Do you think that person is? Is more bound to, or, or rather, do you think that person will kill his family members if it means that he gets a little bit of pleasure out of it, a little bit, some kind of maybe like ten dollars? He'll just kill his family for like a hundred thousand dollars or something. He's probably more likely to because he didn't learn anything. You really, you think so? I do, yeah. But I, st- but the. So you don't think we have this, we're not born, you don't think we have the same basic innate morality as a wolf? No, because so. look, when you look at it that no, we both have survival instincts, eat, all that sleep, but yeah. they have an extra instinct that's like their pack, they can't, they literally cannot survive without like their pack, like that is their whole thing. For humans, there's like individuality. So like that's not something that's like, you're. we're not cavemen anymore, like Humans can exist on their own, kind of. So that's not something that we're born with, I don't think. Maybe your parents will so you teach think, us. you think Maybe your parents um, evolutionary has gone away? Yeah, because there's no need to. Humans are like the apex predators. Really? So, but what about cavemen? Then? They, they, they didn't. They no, they, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. They needed to because they were being hunted and stuff. Like. And they lived in packs and tribes. Nowadays, your you, your family isn't like at war with your neighbor. So basically, evolutionary, evolutionarily, we have changed that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this: You just said we're not at war with our neighbor. <laughs> Why is that now? Suddenly, we're not at war with our neighbor. Because there's like more resources back then. Like cavemen would fight for resources. Now they're like everyone's everything's plentiful. But and what like, if what if you're and there's neighbor, still morals? There's still you're taught you're taught not to like fight with other people and all that. You're not born with that. You're taught with that. You're taught those morals to not like go to war with your neighbor and stuff. Hmm. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't taught to you were taught to fight people. No, I'm not saying I wasn't or people aren't. I'm saying it, yeah. it's. I think it's possible that even if people aren't taught, they they still are born with some innate, innate. Um, what you what what would you call it? innate morality? 
then why did people own slaves? That's at a deeper level. I'm talking yeah, literally no, killing your loved one. Huh? I'm talking about literally killing your loved one. No, but you are talking about going to war with your And neighbor. I think slaves, like that, all evil, let's say call it evil. I don't think people are born necessarily evil. Do you? No, I, I don't think that. That's why I think that like. So know, how do, how do people become evil? Do you think? Like influence, like your the nurture. So like culture, not, culture. Not like even brought of. up. Yeah. Just your environment. Yeah. Okay. So how did evil originate? <laughs> maybe because the environment like required it. Maybe someone had to, maybe like there was a community and like supplies were getting low and one guy like had to do whatever to get something. So he killed someone and like, it's all goes back to survival. It depends, it depends on what your definition definition of evil is. If you count like, so is this evil to you? Like if a caveman, they're like his family's starving. So he goes and like slaughters the other caveman family and steals all their stuff so his family can survive. Is that is that evil to you? Hmm. Um, yeah, it's evil. Yeah, what about so for the, you? What about yeah, you? Yeah, it's evil, of course. But so that's how I think it originated. It's because like of the environment that he his conditions it forced him to do it. So it's the need to do evil to, to No 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 the to, need to survive. Or the, the need, need to, to survive that called for evil, basically. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, <laughs> You've been but, but again, why but why do um I, I don't know, like it's weird. Like why do why why don't ants go and kill their other ant neighbors for food? Because they're a colony. If if one ant gets something, then the entire colony benefits. But but, but what they're, if there's another colony just stealing? Yeah, they their do food? Well, they do fight colonies. They, they do. do, but if if there's conflict and like I don't know, their queen is in danger, they'll go fight. Oh, okay, because oh, my fight. thing is, I think it's the it's just bad ideas that that created evil, and then therefore it just kept going down and exponentially growing. Yeah, and now it's, now I feel like now it's bad ideas with the mix of survival that is evil. Back then, or with animals and all that, I think it's just purely survival. Or I don't know if animals are, as they get more evolved, maybe they do like believe in like superiority and like, yeah, they do because they want more land. That's not a need for survival. That's just evil. But I think it started with like need for survival. So, so you think, um, uh, but okay, go to back to the caveman example of like if his family start. What, what was your example? If so, his family was starving, and yeah, he had to so go butcher some like, other family. Yeah, and he steals all their stuff. Yeah. So, so in that example, yeah, um, isn't it the idea that he had to go butcher another family for his 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 um his for his family to get have food and succeed i guess it's the idea the basic idea that 
The only yeah, solution but was to butcher The idea his wouldn't have come up if he wasn't in that circumstance. He wouldn't have gone thought thinking about killing the other family if he didn't need food. This family didn't need food. That idea. Why that couldn't idea. instead of killing? Why couldn't he just? Um, why is it that his, the idea was instead of instead of talking to the people and ask them for help, it was to kill them? Okay, well, if, if it's just an, okay, I didn't know you like Mount. Yeah, okay, then then the scenario, like, what if the only option that to get their food is to like steal it or just kill them and just take it? Yeah, like, the, that the, be- so the environment called for it, basically. Yeah, that's what, yeah, the environment like left them no choice. That's, yeah. So that's where evil originated, basically. So then yeah, why is it I, even I, considered evil then? No, I know by our standard it's considered evil. By his standard, Why, but but how did our standards even come about? Our standards now is because we're not used to having to fight for survival, so anything like that is evil. Like killing someone is morally wrong, but like back then when they had to do it, they had to do it. So, like by but you can so let's say a guy kills your family, then you want to then you kill him back. That's for survival. You could put it on survival. survival. That's just vengeance. Actually, let me put it: this. someone's threatening your family that they're going to come and butcher your family, and you go yeah. and kill them. That's for yeah. survival. Yeah. So, is that wrong in our world today? I think both are wrong. Both are well. No, technically, it, it isn't right. That's self-defense. So you think it's okay? So, so the whole death penalty thing's fine. No, how's a death penalty fine? And death penalty and like and like um, uh, severe torture and not letting people back rehabilitation is in some in some cases useless because so letting them back into the environment instead of rehabilitating the guy who wanted to butcher your family you just want to kill him and his wife. How are you going to go rehabilitate the guy that's like bent on killing? You call the cop in the most literal sense. You call the cop. Okay, yeah. If you can call the cops and all that, then yeah, I thought you meant like. The only option was to either kill him or you just get killed. If I don't think there. I don't think there ever is the only option to kill somebody. Yeah. Then. Then. Yeah. Then just call the cops. It's obvious. And actually, let me ask you: this. In what situation is the only possible thing, the only possible solution to kill the other person? If he's like pointing a gun at your head and it's like loaded and he's about to pull the trigger and you have a gun in your hand, that you then it's like. Like, if it's, like, the last minute, like, last, like, few seconds, you can't do anything. Okay, and why did the guy come to your head with the gun in the first place? Maybe he had some prior conflict with you. That's what evil is, like, those thoughts now. It's just based on, he just wanted to survive to kill you. But I don't think that's the reason, because in modern day, it's not about... That's what I'm saying. It's not about survival anymore. Like, what if he just, like, wanted, like, I don't know, maybe, like, you're a mafia boss, he's a mafia, he just wants more land or something, he doesn't want you interfering. That's not for for survival, he can, you guys can both survive with however much of the city you run, that was just for pure territory and, like, dominance. So why is it that we've outgrown this this wolf-like mindset of, or caveman-like mindset, because of technology? Not not just that, like, there. Resources are like plentiful. Like people like are able to have their own house, their own personal space. Not even houses. Like most people are able to have their own housing, personal space, all that. You don't need to fight anyone for your stuff anymore. So, 
when um so I don't even know like what I'm trying to get to is how are we not born with an if you show a baby a mm -hmm. a um uh how old how old is the baby like you like like a few weeks old let's no let's say the baby is a year old or, or two years or okay a year old has it been taught any morals yet no he hasn't been taught anything regarding morals okay, okay, okay. nothing like even love your family you have to it's just more yeah, like yeah, okay, okay, don't okay. get nothing whatsoever okay. okay and he has the he has a uh um uh Let's say let's say he has a dog, a puppy, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. someone some 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 person. Hey, but comes, then if he has a puppy, he's gonna learn to love it. Yeah, who says? Of course, he can love the puppy. You're, so you're telling me you have to be learned to love something? No, but I'm saying like so he's had contact with other stuff then. So like, okay, yeah, but he has had no moral teaching. Okay, okay, okay. He has a puppy who he loves. And mm -hmm. it's and he, it's butchered in front of his face, and the person who butchered it is standing in front of him. Yeah. And you don't think that he? You think that he would go and kill him, the guy, if he had? Let's say he had somehow had the ability. He or it, going through his head was, "I want to kill this guy." Yeah. Do you think that that thought would actually be going on in the baby's head? So, like, do you think the baby would want something bad to happen to the guy? Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. No. Why is that? I think the baby would just be more upset at the situation. It wouldn't like hold. It wouldn't realize that the man is like accountable. It would just start crying and like, like, just be more like angry that the dog dog is gone more than getting revenge. So you don't think the baby would realize even that 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 that. That the that the guy was responsible for for killing the baby. It was literally right in front of his eyes. Yeah, he would realize, but what? I don't think he he would definitely realize, but he wouldn't be like, okay, now I I don't like that man. He would just be like, okay, I'm really sad that the dog is gone. He would be more upset that the dog is like laying there dead more than the fact that uh, more than trying to get back at the guy. So he's more worried about the effect than the cause in some sense. Yeah. Okay, well, well, let me just look something up because there was an article okay. that I had and it had a pretty good example of it. Hold on. So I do have to say, certainly some morality is learned. I think we both agree on that. And you're yeah. on the side where all of it has to be learned, right? Yeah, of course. No, wait. Wait, say that again? What? That, that, so, so we both agree that some morality, or at least I think some morality has to be learned. You think yeah, so yeah. too, right? But yeah. you think all morality has to be learned, correct? Because that's basically the question I've been asking you. Yeah, at this point, yeah. At this point, down the evolutionary ladder. 
Okay, so this is, I, I pulled up an article, and it's by a, an author called Paul Bloom. And so, so he, huh? The, the icon. Uh, okay, so, so basically he said, I'll quote from him. <coughs> quote, the most common misconception is that morality is a human invention. It's like agriculture and writing, something that humans invented at some point in history. So you would agree that it's something that humans invented at some point in history, right? Yeah. Okay, so so let's see what he said. From this percept, uh, perspective, babies start off as an, an entirely self-interested being, little psychopaths, and only gradually come to appreciate through exposure to their parents in schools and church and television, moral notions such as wrongness and harming another person. So mm -hmm. what do you? what is your response to that? Well, I, I agree with what he just said. He just said that from the perspective from the perspective that that um, morality is a human invention, from that perspective, then babies start off as entirely self-interested beings. You think that's true that babies start off as completely self-interesting beings? Well, how old is he talking? Like just right out of the womb like like okay well, yeah at that point six yeah, months six months a one-year-old yeah like well one-year-old i don't know maybe they can start to form connections with like it's a puppy like you yourself said you think you need you said you don't need to be taught to love something i agree with that yeah exactly yeah okay let me just continue so basically what he his his view on it is that people uh humans are born with are born with some sense of morality. Okay, that's his perspective. So let me just continue reading what he said. So um, after, so now this perspective, the perspective of humans invented morality. So that perspective is not entirely wrong. Certainly some morality is learned. This has to be the case because moral ideas, ideals differ across society. Nobody is born with the belief that sexism is wrong, a moral belief that I, you and I share or that blasphemy should be punished by death. A moral belief that you and I share again. Wait, Such so views. Yeah, go ahead. What? Give an example of a moral that you think we're born with. Then I'm going to continue reading because oh. I'm unable to think of one. Such okay. views are the project, a product of culture and society. They aren't yeah. in the genes. So we, I think we both agree on that. Us, us, and him, because he's obviously yeah. reading it. But yeah. okay, let me continue. But the argument I make in Just Babies, which is his book is that there also exists a hardwired moral universals, moral principles that we all possess. And even those aspects of morality, such as the evils of sexism, that, that vary across culture are ultimately grounded in those moral foundations. A very different misconception sometime or, sometimes arises, often stemming from a religious or spiritual outlook. It starts, it, it's, it's that we start off as, a noble, as noble savages, as fundamentally good and moral beings. Um, from this perspective, society and government and culture are corrupting influences, blotting, um, uh, bloating out and overriding our natural and innate kindness. This too is a mistake. We do have a moral core, but it is limited. And I agree with this. Do you, but okay. Um, Hobbes, um, was closer to truth than Rousseau, uh, Rousseau or Rousseau, sorry, relative to an adult, your typical toddler is selfish. Uh, per, uh, and bigoted. I like the way Kingsley Amos once put it. It was no wonder that people were so horrible when they started life as a child, uh, as children. 
morality begins with genes, but it doesn't end there. Okay, now the interviewer asked a question, how do you distinguish between the contribution of the biology and those of culture? So that's basically what you're asking, right? Mm -hmm. So he responds with, the re there is a lot you can learn about the mind from studying the fruit flies, uh, the fruit flies of psych psycho psychological research, college undergraduates, okay? But if you want to uh, disentangle biology and culture, you need to look at other populations. One obvious direction is the study of individuals from diverse cultures. If it, if it turns out that some behavior or inclination shows up in so-called so weird Western educated industrial rich democratic societies, it's unlikely to be a biological adaptation. For instance, a few years ago, researchers were captivated by the um, fact that subjects in the United States and Switzerland are highly altruistic and highly moral when playing economic games. They assume that this re this reflects this, the workings of some sort of evolved mantra, only to discover that people in the rest of the world behave quite differently, and that their initial findings are better explained as a quirk of a certain modern societies. One can do comp uh, comparative research. If human capacity is shared with other apes, then its origin is best explained in terms of biology, not culture. And there's a lot of fascinating research with apes and monkeys that are designed to address questions about the origin of pro-social pro behavior. Then there's baby research. We can learn a lot about human nature by looking at individuals before they are exposed to school, television, relig religious institutions, and, that, and the like. Um, the powerful capacities that we and other researchers find in babies are strong evidence for the contribution of biology. Now, even babies have some life history, and it's possible that very early experience, perhaps even in the womb, plays some role in origin of these capacities. I'm comfortable with this. My claim in just babies isn't that moral capacity of babies emerge from any, without any interaction with the environment. That would be nuts. Rather, my claim is that standard nativ uh, nativist one is the standard nativist one. The moral capac capacities are not acquired through learning. We should also keep in mind the fa that failure to find some capacity in, ba in a baby does not show that it is the product of culture. For one thing, the capacity might be present in the baby's mind, but not psycho but psychologists might not be clever enough to detect it. Uh, in, the, in the immortal words of Donald Rumsfeld, quote, the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Furthermore, some psycho psychological systems that are pretty plainly biologically adaptations might emerge late in development. Think Think about the onset of disgust at roughly the age of four or the powerful sexual desires that emerge at the time of puberty. Developmental research is a useful tool for pulling apart biology and culture, culture but it, it's not a magic bullet. So basically what he's saying is like, you don't have to, so you can, you can experience stuff and then come to, um, to, uh, um, Basically, you can experience stuff and then come to moral conclusions, or you can, you don't have to be learned to every moral thing to come to a conclusion. Do you agree with that? To come to a conclu conclusion, yeah, but that's not what we go. Yeah. yeah, so like he, so you and him are like saying that like you don't need to be taught every moral to come to a conclusion. So like, I'm assuming a conclusion. No, you don't need to be, you don't have to learn certain moral uh, truths. 
you can just experience you can just it, it basically you can just experience you don't have to be taught by somebody else what's moral uh, what's a moral truth but you can experience for yourself certain things and then come to a moral truth that's basically the yeah concept. so that's still you're still learning it you're learning you're teaching yourself you're learning based on a scenario you're not born with that you form the moral with based on the judgments that you're born with judgment not moral so just like the senses you have you learn them you teach yourself the moral almost but you're not born with that you don't come out of if you come out of the womb and as soon as you open your eyes someone slaps your mother you're not gonna like think to yourself that's wrong you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> yeah but <laughs> <laughs> but basically, <laughs> so you so you think that it, that a baby is just like you said, a little psychopath. Until they start to experience things, yeah, they don't. They'll start to they start to experience affection and attachment though when they're like being breastfed and all that and being fed and held by their mother. Mm-hmm. But they weren't at that at the very first. They weren't. No, they didn't have all that. No, but I'm ty- like you said before exposure to certain to the things that yeah they they don't have any they just they're just worried about their survival they don't even know what's going on they're just confused <laughs> <laughs> because it's like so so basically hypothetically if you raise a child and you never ever like for for the first ten years of his life he's not exposed to anything that 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 um that well, that tells him what's wrong and right he's going to be a psychopath yeah there was like an example of this i'm pretty sure like there was this one family that held like all of their whole family like of children i think it was like 10 of them like like captive almost at their house like they they like chained them to their beds and stuff uh i don't know what the exact name is like children no i do have to say that if you, if you let them grow for 10 years they're out they're definitely, undoubtedly going to grow up, um, be morally inferior to all people. But it doesn't mean that they lack all morals, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, because they'll still form, like, attachments and all that. Like, yeah. the smallest of attachment. Like, if they're, let's say they're kept captive for, like, 10 years, but, like, their mom comes in or whoever, their, their whatever, their, their abductor just, like, sends in a tray, like, three times a day you don't even see the face they'll start to like feel some sort of attachment to the tray and then the abductor because that's the only food source that's helping them survive they'll start to feel like there's a whole like phenomenon like psychology where like yeah but basically my point and his point is that you don't have to be taught morals by somebody external something external from you it can you can be you can attain moral truths purely from experience yeah, I'm not saying that you have to be dumb. I'm just saying that you're not born with it genetically. Like, yeah, no, no, no. That even he said you're not born with it genetically. I'm not saying that either. Yeah, that, my argument was never that. Like, you have to be taught everything. I was just saying you're never like born with it. Yeah, but you you're born with the the capacity. Basically, yeah. as you mature, you're 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 born with the genes to eventually come to the capacity of 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 um yeah yeah of. You're born, experience with, born with the capacity to learn stuff. You're not born with the stuff, though. Exactly. No, I know. I know. I understand. Yeah, that, I'm not saying that. that. I'm just saying that you can you can come to moral truths without external influence, basically. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, I think we finally came to agreement on that <laughs> one. Yeah. So that was a really long episode. I think we got to wrap it up now. Yeah. But so basically the overarching thing was how we use science to come to a a moral to 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 basically come to morality and how science can determine morals mm-hmm. and we don't need other s- stuff like religion necessarily to come to these morals. Mm-hmm. And and then we went on a little bit of some tadalongs, like like the stuff and like that dance yeah. stuff in the room and all that <laughs> stuff. But but we kind of, we eventually we came to this conclusion that um, you don't have to you can you don't have to be taught morals from some external source, but you can certainly learn morals through experience based on your just purely within yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that wraps it up for this episode so you have anything to add Mm -mm. okay so we'll see you next time then and uh yeah see you next time yeah thank you for watching